Hey guys, we're back uh, doing some Sweat Angel Fitness talking here with uh, with Mike T. This is Mike G, and um, we're, today we're talking about uh, like the ideal training environment uh, for people who want to exercise, get in shape, uh, maybe compete um, at some level. Um, that'd be CrossFit or weightlifting, or even another sport, um, and also people that are just looking to you know get off the couch and they don't know where to start you know you know what is the best environment for for all those people and um mike and i were talking about it and we think that you know uh you know if you sort of uh define that in your in your gym like what you would you know what your ideal client would be you can sort of uh you know work to the left and right of that a little bit and and uh you know in terms of like you know more advanced or less advanced, and uh, I think you can start to to broaden, um, you know, uh, your reach a little bit, you know, as your experience improves uh, or, or as your experience gets uh, gets greater, and as your um, your, your coaching style improves, um, you know, uh, yeah. So I mean, I, Mike has some thoughts on this. He he put up a, a really interesting example earlier about a, a bell curve. So. You want to explain that real fast? Sure. Uh, so, uh, if you draw on a bell curve, it, it obviously it looks like a bell and all that. Um, so there's there's three different types of athletes written on the bell curve. Um, so you have beginner athletes, which are on the far left. You have intermediate intermediate athletes, which are right in the middle, right at the top of the bell curve. And then on the the very bottom, uh, all the way to the right, are the 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 uh, the, the the best athletes, the uh, the most experienced athletes. Um, so uh, a lot of times, the athletes at the beginning and the end of the bell curve, the two bottom sections, need the most coaching, um, which kind of seems counterintuitive, but it's true. Um, so a lot of people don't think that, that really good athletes need coaching. They need it more than anybody else. Um, uh, is that because they're trying to improve on a specific skill, or that maybe they're not identifying something and it's it's holding them back from that, that next tier of, of, of competition? Or Right. Yeah, so uh, exactly. If you, if you look at any sports team, these guys are the, the best athletes in the world, but they still have coaches. They still have people watching them and taking care of them and doing all these things. So it's not like you know, they're, they're professional athletes, so they're off on their own. Um, so professional athletes need it more than anybody else just to identify these, these smaller changes that can make them so much right. better. Um, and then uh, the beginner athletes need a lot of coaching for, for obvious reasons. Maybe they don't know how to do a movement or uh, maybe they're unfamiliar with it. or, or Super deconditioned. Yeah. Right, any, any of those things. So the coach could be uh, right there you know, holding their hand and, and kind of taking care of them and, and showing them you know, the, the ins and outs of, of exercising and things like that. Yeah, so I mean, I guess the you know, at the if you visualize that bell curve, like you said, you're thinking at the very low end on the left are the beginners, and at the very far right at the bottom are the elites. You know, the the advanced, and in the middle, where's a lot of people fall into that group coaching, it's kind of that intermediate section. That's where most of the population falls, and and uh, you know, and they obviously need uh, you know coaching too. But maybe their goals are different. Maybe it's uh, you know they just want to come in and what do people say? Look good naked and, and sweat, uh, play with their kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they want to see it. Sweat and play with the kids. Um, but you know, so their goals may be a, a little less specific. But you know, you know, everyone wants to have ripped abs. You know, everybody, you know, at least the people I talk to, my meathead friends. But uh, they want to be stronger. You know, they want to feel younger, be able to do things they you know they might not have been able to do for for a little bit of time. Uh, but so, you know, I, you know, I do you think that like training alone, you know, to sort of wrap it up here or training in a group or a combination of 
the both? What do you think is the best? I think uh, a combination of both. Um, so you could either do you know one on one, um, which is good because the coach is there, making sure you're doing everything right, and and he has the most or he or she has the most opportunity to correct faults, um, and he's he's or he sh he or she is is working with you <laughs> <get> directly. <laughs> <laughs> There's female coaches; they do exist. Um, but uh, yeah, so or you could work in small groups, you know, three to five people. Uh, you know, just uh, again, um, the more people, the the less one-on-one -on -one time you have with the coach. But one, uh, three to five people is a good group. Um, you enjoy your time a little bit more, and then the big group atmosphere obviously is is always fun. You always get to interact with people and things like that. Right, but if you need some more specific coaching, it's better than maybe you look towards something smaller. Right, and then use the big groups for interaction and right. just sort of just um, basic sort of fitness, right? Absolutely. All right, guys, that was it for today. Keep an ear out for us. See ya.